This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Talking Travel. For our sponsor, Travel World on King, this is Deb Austin, and welcome Sally Lucas. Hi, Deb. How are you? Good. Oh, it's very chilly. Oh, this week has been so cold. I'm not a cold weather person. I am a warm weather person. (laughs) It is a bit bit like that. All the frogs out there, I'm sure, are relating to us as well. But uh, let's hope the weekend stays nice for us as well. So, Sally, are we going somewhere warm today? Well, I thought we just had to, just to sort of get our blood boiling a little bit and get the cold out of it. Mm. Um, And I thought, what nicer place to talk about than Buenos Aires. Mm -hmm. Mm. And it is, I mean, it's always been renowned, I guess, as the Paris of South America. Um, it's got so much style about it, but it's very eclectic as well. And you've had Spaniards and French and Italian and lots of people living there over the years. So you've got a real potpourri mm. of people. And they're actually called porteños, the people that live there from the port. Okay. And it was renowned as a port first mm. before it became a, a famous city, if you like. And one of the really fabulous areas to go to when you go to Buenos Aires, or BA as they just call mm. it, um, is La Boca. Now, it's down near the, the wharf, and, and you may have seen photos of this area where all the houses are painted in all these bright, vibrant colours. I was going to say, it's so colourful there as well. Yes, yeah, and this all started back in the early days of the port when um, people were fairly poor and they made their, their little humpies almost, if mm. you like, or small houses out of tin and zinc and anything that they could sort of um, take away from the vessels that left things behind and the the old paint tins, whatever paint they could get their hands on was how all this started. But of course it's it's been kept now. It's a it's a tradition. You Mm -hmm. cannot change it, La Boca. Like like a heritage listing. Almost. Mm -hmm. And you know, there's just one street there that's only a hundred meters long. And they're just all these like buskers, but they're doing the tango, you know? Mm. And you get to see the tango for free. You don't need to go and pay all these expensive prices to go and see the tango. Morning and night, no doubt. And just whenever they're up to it, and these people, these men dressed in suits, and Mm. oh, these women. And then you have these wonderful cantinas and places where you can have a a drink or a wine or a, a meal and really just soak up the atmosphere. And then there's another area in Buenos Aires called San Telmo, and it's fabulous with its lovely little cafes, and they have this huge flea market every Sunday. And it's fabulous. You know, all these little streets are blocked off. They're all cobblestone. It's a mm. really old area, San Telmo. And then you've got Recoleta, and it's a really trendy, more upmarket area with this beautiful white church with a square around it. And right next to that is the, is the wonderful cemetery that's famous. That You've got to be almost a general or someone to be buried there. Uh-huh. And Eva Peron, it's where, you know, uh, mm-hmm. She is as well. Her remains are. Then you've got the um, Plaza del Mayo, and that's where the uh, Casa Rosada, or the Pink Palace, as we all know, where the famous speeches were given, including one by Eva Peron. Mm. And you're just walking around Buenos Aires, and you just got so much to take in you know there's so many varieties and styles of architecture and you've got old and new and it's just fabulous but mm. the other thing that you should do when you get to Buenos Aires is buy yourself a, an airline ticket and, and head up to the Iguazu Falls oh. they are just the most stupendous falls I think I've ever seen and I mean I've been to Niagara and I've been to um, Vic Falls you know mm-hmm. and but these falls um, La Cataratas as they're called and they border three countries Argentina Brazil and Paraguay and you've got 240 odd falls all spilling down into this incredible 
amount of gorges and cataracts. And we, when we did it, you know, you can go on this like a rubber ducky and you get absolutely drenched. <laughs> and it was um, absolutely stupendously flooding this year. And so the amount of water, poured, the force of the water mm. is just hard to believe. And then you have all this wonderful... Um, Oh, bird life and the caimans, like the little crocodiles, the, okay. t- the you know the toucans, and and then they have all these wonderful little swallows. Here's this water thundering over, but in behind it, just in behind, you see them just flying. They're just they're just missing this thunderous water, mm. otherwise it would kill, kill them. them but they're they're clinging to the little um, ferned, lichened areas behind the waterfalls. So you know, it, and you just go, you can do this little trip through the jungle. Um, you can see the falls from either the Brazilian side or the Argentinian side. I believe myself, the Argentinian side is the most stupendous, um, and you can get to this area called Devil's Throat, and they've built this incredible. Oh, if you like walkways, like a zigzag walkway or something. Like yes, get... and and you just, I would think, oh God, I think, what if I slipped? <laughs> You'd be dead in seconds. You know, I've just never seen so much water. <laughs> so when are we going? So it oh, sounds so exciting. Well, I'd love to go again. I mean, I, I just love the whole continent of South America, and I think there's so much there to do, so many countries to visit. You know, whether it's there, whether you're going to go to Lima, which is an interesting city, or up to Cusco, so you can do Machu Picchu, or whether you go down to Ushuaia, which is the city at the end of the world, is what it means, and um, mm. because it's the furthest city you can you can go to on our planet, and that's where you head off, of course, across the Beagle Channel if you want to go to Antarctica and things like that. Mm. So South America in general, it's got deserts, mountains, wonderful ski fields in Chile, which people don't realise, fabulous skiing Mm. and quite reasonable. So, you know, you've got a great diversity when you go to South America and you've got a diversity of people. So you have wonderful wines. I mean, the Argentinian wines are to die for, absolutely the most beautiful wines, red wines in particular from from the Mendoza region. Mm. Um, And lots of food, you know, lots of different food tastes as well. So it's just an interesting and fabulous and, and music emanates from all the people from these Latin American places. I'm sure it does. It, it's, it's part of their soul, you know, but also the classics there as well. They've got one of the most famous opera theatres in the world, considered to have one of the best acoustics in the world. So much to see and so much to Absolutely. do there. Just not enough time to talk about I it, know, is there? Deb. We'll have to do it another day. But, um, we will. To NURFM 103.7 and you're listening to Talking Travel with Sally Lucas. Okay, let's talk about travel tips and what we can do when we're on the flight, before the flight and shopping and our safety. Exactly. Now, we probably all think we know all these things, Deb, but it doesn't hurt just to remind ourselves Mm. of things to do uh, before you go whilst you're on the flight or when you get to the other end. Um, Just a reminder to people, we still have that rule in force where only 100 mils of liquid can be taken on board and must be in a lock-sealed bag, plastic bag. So easy to forget. You it, think it you've is. covered everything, but there'll be something. Well, mm. like my husband, he always has nail clippers in his man bag. Mm-hmm. And he just forgets because they're just always there. And then suddenly you get to the airport and they're confiscated. Um, you know, so they're little things. Though I don't imagine you could really hold up a plane with a nail clipper, but... I find these rules still a bit silly sometimes when you're still given a fork and a fork could do much more damage. That's right. But anyway, we we can't change that. They're the rules and you've got to stick by them, so that's that. Um, But I just thought sort of certain tips for surviving a flight. I mean, especially a long-haul flight and Mm -hmm. if you're travelling economy class, um, you know, you really do have to prepare yourself, I feel, before you go, even if you get yourself into a fitness routine. Make sure that you watch that onboard video with the recommended exercises Mm. to do whilst you're sitting in your seat 
obviously. For DVT. Yeah, yeah for mm. the neck rolls, the, moving your feet around to get that circulation mm. going. Get up as much as you can, obviously, during the flight, which is why I prefer an aisle seat, particularly mm-hmm. if I'm travelling economy, because you're not scrambling over to other people. So always try and get in and book, book your seats and request an aisle seat. You'd be surprised how many people still go for the window seat. So The view. Yeah, yeah <laughs> the view, which you don't see after you've taken off no. for the next 20-odd hours till you get to London. So, um, But, yes, dress comfortably. Obviously, that's sensible. You don't have to be a fashion plate when you fly. You know, be smart, of yes. course, but I mean, but dress comfortably. Mm. Not, don't put something new on or new shoes or whatever, no. you know. Take a good book or if you like crossword puzzles or things, things that are going to entertain you other than the movies. Um, and if you wear, like, um, normally wear contact lenses, swap them for a pair of glasses because your eyes dry, dry out, out on the flight. Mm. Pack yourself some eye drops. Um, even some Evian or some sort of a spray to spray on your face just to keep that moisture in your mm, skin. Good idea. Um, as I said, drink lots of water. Don't drink lots of alcohol, but of course no, have, a, have a little wine with your meal. That's mm. all fine. I mean, that's nothing wrong with doing that, but I mean, don't drink excessive amounts of alcohol. People don't understand that that really does dehydrate them. It they does. just think, let's have a couple of drinks that's going to make me sleep, and it's not. It's just no, strong. and the air is rarefied. It's not the normal air you breathe mm. down here. Um, and coffee is very dehydrating as well, and also carbonate drinks are not recommended either so you know stick to your water have a glass of wine with your meal or something but Mm -hmm. don't drink a lot of beer or a lot of soft drink or anything like that a lot of coffee that coffee on a plane I've never enjoyed anyway (laughs) must I say Um, food is very difficult to digest at high altitude so don't eat a lot of food just eat sparingly you know Mm -hmm. of what they give you think of something that's not going to sit like a lump of lead in your tummy and choose wisely. Well, normally the portions on board are at an. They're a small. Well, they are. They're they're fairly small and they're comfortable. I think they probably make that that allowance. I think they do too. But I mean, you don't necessarily have to eat the salad, the main meal, the dessert, the cheese, and the bread roll. You know, that's that's still a lot of food when you're just sitting down for a long yes, period of time. Think of yourself in your stomach. <laughs> um, and yeah, use your blanket and your sleeping mask. A sleeping mask really does help if you've got one provided. Oh, they are. And even if you haven't got one provided, take one with you if you don't think economy is going to provide one. Get yourself a sleeping mask. Mm. And those little backup pillows yes, as well. Yes, your that... little neck rest pillows are fantastic, yes. little blow-up ones. Invaluable. And um, earplugs because, mm. you know, the noise of the engine is quite loud mm. when you're there, even though you're cruising at a very smooth altitude most of the time. You know, if the one of our regular friends actually goes with the Bose. He, he he went all out and he got them on eBay because they're really expensive. But mm. he listens to everything through that, whether it's the movies or whatever else. But he said it just cuts out just about all aircraft noise. Oh, so right. if you're a regular flyer, yeah. look at getting yourself a good set of headphones. Um, so that's about all for whilst you're on the flight. Once you get there, they're like, don't rush to get off the plane. You're going to be in a long queue. Mm. You know, Take your time getting that's off right. the plane. There's no point just all rush, push shove you know to save what an extra five or ten minutes save nothing almost Mm, mm. and watch your body clock you know don't try and you know catch up and think oh i'm tired i'll sleep this morning if you've arrived in the morning you know just keep going so you're going to bed at when at night get used to the new time don't try and think back to the old time but also be careful with your medications and things like Mm. that of course when you're crossing time zones but traveling back from london to sydney for example when you're traveling in that direction you go through about nine different time zones so it takes your body a lot longer Mm. to recover from jet lag than it does on the way over. Yes, jet lag's never been a good thing. No. So, and, and with the DVT, obviously be careful. Um, you, get this, you can get support stockings, you know, anywhere now. I mean, readily available. Even those diabetic socks you can get, which mm. have got no firm elastic. So if your, feet, your legs swell a bit, you're not going to have a, a cut, you know, almost a band cut into That's your leg. Right. Mm. So 
these are just little sensible things to help you make that flight more palatable. And, you know, if you can't sleep, don't, don't panic about not sleeping. Just lie back and daydream and think about what you're going to experience. Curl up with your blanket and or mm. read a book. But, you know, just, just don't try and stress out about your flight. Just try and take it all on board and so that you can arrive feeling more relaxed. And just lastly, let's talk about safety. Safety in, and obviously in money is the important thing these days. And, of course, you can now get these cash passport cards. That's mm. I think, to me, is your safest way of... Oh, absolutely. invaluable. No PIN, no nothing. So if someone steals the card, they cannot access your money in any way, shape or form. Mm. And the good thing is if you if you sort of can go to an internet cafe and access your own you know, emails address and all that sort of stuff, website, you can top it up. So it's a mm. wonderful thing. So it's your money you're accessing. You're not debiting a card. It can be a debit card as well. Now, mm. So they've made it now that it's both access to your cash, but you can also use it as a credit card. Oh, excellent. And the good thing about it also, if you don't use all that cash while you're away, that's right. I think it's you've got 12 months yes, to Yes, you can use that. it again. Yeah. Or you can get it refunded if you so wish. Mm. Okay. Mm. Just remember, like any card, though, you're paying a transaction fee every time you extract money. That's so right. just don't extract you know, small amounts, tiny amounts, mm. but also don't extract big amounts mm. because you don't then you worry that. about theft and having mm. too much money on you. Mm. Don't have your camera hanging around your neck saying Canon or Pentax or something, you know, have it hidden in, in maybe your backpack or something. So don't, don't have things that are obviously expensive dangling off you. Mm. Um, so that's just a couple of those tips to help you travel safely. Thank you so much. So Thank that's um, Talking Travel this week for our sponsor, Travel World on King. And see you next week for more travel ideas. So to a new RFM 103. Point seven.